Welcome to Influencer Marketing Talks, brought to you by Cure Media, the leading influencer marketing company for fashion brands. This is your weekly podcast to learn more about influencer marketing and social media in right around 15 minutes. I'm Sanna Oudmark, Head of Marketing at Cure Media, and in this week's episode we have Deli Holmblad, Digital Communications Manager at Ellos Group, a leading e-commerce for fashion and home furnishing in the Nordic markets. We'll talk about how Ellos works with always-on influence marketing, both as a branding and sales channel, and Deli also lists what she thinks are the key success factors when it comes to making influence marketing a successful ROI channel. Hi, Deli, and welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Sana. Before we dive into today's topic, could you please tell us a little bit about yourself and Ellos for those who don't know? Of course. My name is uh, Deli and I work as a digital communication manager at uh, Ellos for the moment. And I have almost 10 years experience within influencer marketing and marketing in general. Ellos is the leading e-commerce warehouse in the Nordic markets within fashion and home and interior. Okay, thanks. And Ellos has worked with influencer marketing for many, many years. But a couple of years ago, you made a shift from working primarily with the fewer brand ambassadors to working with many micro-influencers in an always-on manner. How come that you decided to change this strategy and what did you do? Well, first we started to identify which goals we wanted to set for this channel. Even though we were early out to collaborate with influencers, we never tracked any data and were not good at measuring outcomes on what the channel actually performed. Nobody really did that at the time, but uh, there was absolutely no ROI kind of thinking more than some visibility in the way we worked in the channel. Nor did we take care of any content that we bought expensively. Now we know that the key is to use the material you get from your influencers and use it in almost all your channels. Then you sort of will increase visibility and will more easily be top of mind. So over the years, micro-influencer marketing grew stronger and this crowd usually has a very loyal following and that the target group also was very relevant for Ellos. All this together, we could predict that we could use the channel to lift different product groups and sell. In order to be able to justify a set budget for an activation, you need to be able to show results. So it was very important for me to set the marketing strategy here. And in January 19, we teamed up with you guys. And then we started setting up important KPIs we needed to reach every month for this channel. And as you know, Sunlight has really been a great success and it's lots of hard work behind it all. But I am so happy to see that we are uh heading uh, and uh, where we are doing at this time yeah i agree it's been uh, an amazing journey that ellos has done this last couple of years Mm. Uh, and i think it's especially important to do what you do when it comes to the content as you said uh, a couple of years ago uh, you didn't use the content so much and this is quite common among companies today that they work with a channel more from a peer perspective and very campaign-based and not so result-focused or ROI-focused. Exactly. Now we know how it all started when you shifted to this micro-influencer always-on strategy, but how would you say Ellos work with influence marketing today, and what role does the channel play in your media mix? 
We work very actively and granularly with the channel today. And secondly, we have our always-on approach that primarily focuses on sales of product categories. But we also integrate influencers in our branding building channel by letting influencers and different profiles act as models and partners in our campaigns and collabs. Uh, like right now on site, we have beautiful Elin Lannesjö doing the 70s campaign for us. And it is really so nice and authentic to let influencers inspire our customers. It is often much yeah. more re- relatable than uh, models in campaigns, in my opinion. Please. I agree. But I think you, you you do a great job in also mixing both micro-influencers and bigger influencers um, with fewer, like bigger names, because that's a quite yeah. common misconception that you have to choose, like either work with micro-influencers or one or few big influencers. Exactly. But- we try to be relevant when we attract uh, different of customers, when we use different type of uh, celebrities, women uh, in the industry or uh, micro-influencers. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, But um, to answer the question, the channel has a large and important role in our media mix. But above all, it is an extremely natural part of our marketing today and has been now for a long time. And we are also planning even bigger growth for the influencer channel in the future. And uh, that is very fun, I think, because um, for like two, three years ago, it wasn't wasn't so important to... uh, Uh, lay big budgets on influence marketing but it is today and we are also visible and located where most of our customers are so yes the channel is highly relevant for us for sure yeah i mean just looking at the recent numbers how much time we spend on social media instagram etc that's where you need to to meet your audience today exactly and i know i i read this recent report actually that Ellos is one of the brands that work most actively with influencer marketing in Sweden. That's that's really cool. It is very cool. I was so happy when I saw that. <laughs> yeah, and we don't need to go into the specifics in terms of numbers, but I know you guys do hundreds of collaborations every month on your different markets. So it's it's a lot. Yeah, that we do. <laughs> Going into more what you do in terms of influencer marketing. Do you have an example of a successful influencer activation and what key things do you think made it so successful? Um, Yes, we have uh, plenty, uh, but uh, we try to test many different activities from time to time in our always-on schedule. But the latest great thing we did was some live shopping with some selected influencers. Uh, this has been a great success for us, and I think the answer is quite simple, why it's worked out so good in the channel. One of the challenges we have in e-commerce is that it is not always so easy to show how, for example, a dress or a swim swimsuit fits but Mm. influencer does the job of trying on the garment spinning around so you can see it from all angles how for example the fabric falls on the body answer the followers questions live it becomes a clarity in how the product actually is on on and easier for the customer to want to buy another positive effect of live shopping is of course that the rate of return decreases which is good not least for the environment that's a great side effect that I don't think many think of, the number of uh, decreased returns. Yeah, that is very good. Yeah, and I mean also it probably most likely results in a better customer experience as well because you are more satisfied with the purchase right away. 
So, exactly. Um, and in this pandemic going on with all the restrictions of not retail shopping, it is really a help for so many people to get the coaching and sort of dressing room online. Definitely. That's actually one of the things I miss the most with shopping in stores that you can go shopping with a friend and you can try on different clothes and have this social moment together. Yes. What do you think are the key success factors when it comes to making influencer marketing a successful ROI channel like you and the team at Ellos have really succeeded with? Well, I think it's highly important to measure and optimize the work you do. It is only when we can measure everything we do that it becomes possible to optimize it and do better and better. But And also, of course, reject what does not work. Dare to test new trends within the channel. Evaluate your outcomes. But perhaps most important of all, to dare to be patient. It is only when it is long term that this channel begins to perform. Followers know their influencers well, but they sort of need continuity to get to know the brand and the products present, presented to them for it to be credible. Yeah, I 100% agree. And I think that's one of the biggest or most common mistakes brands do, that they think the result will come after a month or a couple of weeks. And then they just, yeah, move on and try something else because it didn't work out. Exactly. I think uh, we started off, like I said, uh, in the January 2019. And it was in like uh, May, June, we started to receive a good ROI back. So you yeah. be patient. That's really interesting. And I agree with you that a long-term approach is one of the most important keys in order to succeed with the channel. And finally, what would you say, you have mentioned a lot of things, great stuff throughout the episode, but if you were to summarize, what are the key things and your best advice for brands that want to shift budgets to influence marketing from more traditional channels, such as, for example, TV? How do you get this internal buy-in and what are the best arguments? Well, first of all, brands need to identify the target audience and locate in which channels the customer is located. Marketing, in my opinion, must always be relevant. It needs to be targeted in the right channels for your investment. Through television advertising or advertising in magazines, you have no idea who is taking part in your marketing. In addition, it costs a huge amount of money. Yeah. But through digital mar marketing, you get to know your target group, who they are, what they like, what attracts them, etc. And I nag about this all the time, but it is so important to make your investment and marketing relevant. Social channels are the future and it is really led by influencers. I agree on that one. And on a final note, Deli, what are the key takeaways for brands when it comes to building a successful influencer marketing strategy that really manages to reach and connect with your audience? So you get all the data you need to be able to optimize your marketing. It is incredibly cost-effective in comparison. It is not just up to the brand to create material anymore. The influencer produces extremely much and inspiring content that the company can use in all its own channels. But perhaps most important of all, if a brand exists in different markets, you let the influencer in each market 
inspire and speak to their followers in their own language and tonality. So, for example, a Swedish brand may not always have the best insight into what the market in Finland looks like and demands. Also, daring to try a way does not always require large budgets. You can start with little and over time invest more. Bench different partners who are good at what they do. Listen and learn from those who have tested and succeeded. And communicate with the agency or the people who work with the channel. Set up goals that are important for your brand and let the agency support you in achieving the goals. I can promise that it is equally important for everyone to succeed and the agency becomes more and more data-driven these days. So ultimately, trust your customer and make yourself visible where they want to see you and your products. That's so many great advice. I hope so. Thank you so much, Deli, for guesting the podcast and for sharing your insights and knowledge about influencer marketing and Ellos. And thank you, Sanna, for having me. And I recommend all you listeners out there to check out Ellos on their Instagram and also the website because they are really great in integrating these two channels um, throughout the buyer's journey. Thank you, Deli. Thank you.